This is the All the More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I am joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each episode, we look into God's Word and search out His truths. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He shows us this week. Welcome back to the All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Uh, I'm your host, Levi Moore, and uh, we are finally back after a rather lengthy hiatus. Um, you know, just due to, I mean, it didn't have anything to do with, with the uh, the Xi Jinping um, virus or anything. It had everything to do with the fact that uh, well, you know, life happens, school happens, and both Aaron and I have been uh, full-time working, full-time in seminary, so... Uh, we just didn't have time, uh, you, know, to, you know, to do podcasting, ministry, uh, family, and so now we're back. So, and 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 that is a we are back because uh, Aaron is Aaron is on the other the other mic. Uh, hey, Aaron. Hey, good morning. So, uh, you know, we we just wanted to kind of um, you know start off by uh, you know giving a uh, a little bit of, bit of you know, backstory as to just kind of, or I guess not backstory because it's not really a story, but just. You know, filling y'all in on 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 you know what's been going on with us uh, you know, these past seven months. Um, you know, there's been a uh, been a, a lot of goings on, but uh, uh, Aaron, uh, if if you wanna you wanna lead lead off, um, here's your opportunity. All right, y'all. Yeah, I missed. I don't know. I couldn't hear some of that commentary you were doing earlier. So, uh, but I'll just um, say that yeah, I, I know we've both been busy, and uh, I know I've just been sorry and hadn't been doing. The podcast that like we needed to be doing, but I'm speaking for my own self. But yeah, we've been busy. Or me personally, with the, I guess in the last seven eight months, we've moved into our new house and uh, been doing, like I said, a lot of seminary work and plus I'm pastoring a church and this that and the other. So that gets uh, pretty busy. And of course, with the pandemic stuff, that hasn't really affected me, even though I have. Uh, had COVID, and luckily I was blessed with not having near the troubles a lot of the people have had with it. But uh, that's kind of messed up everybody's schedules and plans for the year. So it's been a weird one, as all y'all know. Yeah, you know, and and you know, of course, you know, we we don't want to uh, uh, you know, diminish the the impact that, that that many have had, you know, as a result of of uh, you know, of the virus and everything. Um, you know, you know, my. Uh, my my, my wife's family was impacted with the uh, the uh, you know, uh, lo- loss of her uh, of you know, my wife's uh, uh, grandmother. Um, now it, it wasn't. Uh, we don't believe it was a direct result of uh, of the virus. You know, she had a lot of a lot of other underlying simultaneous ish, uh, uh, health problems going on at the same time. But you know what what it really comes down to is that you know at least for in that instance you know it, it was really just you know just her time to go and and yeah I. I I know she was ready to, uh, you know, ready to see her, um, you know, see her maker, you know, see, see, see Christ and, 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 and to see, uh, you know, her husband again and, and, and all that. So, um, but yeah, at the same time, you know, we, we do know that, that, uh, you know, this, you know, it, it is, it is, it is my opinion that, you know, this, uh, virus has been woefully, um, 
overstated as far as the the government restrictions you know, and the government overreach. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, as far as you know, what, what's been going on with me? I mean, I, I, yeah, I've been uh, you know basically li- living at my store, um, you know, or, or at least what I was for the first you know from March through through July. You know, I was just basically living there at the store, and and uh, and, and and finally you know was able to you know break away, but. Uh, you know, of course, you know, just like Aaron, you know, uh, I've been, you know, been, been continuing on, on with my studies at Southwestern Seminary, and Aaron's still over there at North, New Orleans Seminary, and um, and so you know, we're you know, uh, plugging along, uh, and 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 you know, uh, you know, just ministry is uh, ministry is is everywhere, you know, you know, wh- whether whether you know uh, you're out in the field or out in the store or out wherever. You know, there, there are ministry opportunities. And so, um, you know, God has been gracious in that respect that, that, you know, wherever we are, he, you know, he's given both me and Aaron opportunities to, uh, to minister to, to many people. Um, so, but, uh, uh, for, for some, uh, some quick housekeeping, um, you know, one, one thing that, that, that we're going, that Aaron and I are going to do to try to make this, uh, make this more of a sustainable effort rather than uh, you know us getting getting overwhelmed and and and, and burn out uh, right from the get go. Um, we're going to go back to our original um, biweekly, like every two week release period, um, or release cycle, I should say, uh, you know, at least initially, you know, so that we can see you know see how how we can uh, create a sustainable uh, routine. Uh, and then you know, if we if we are able to create that that sustainable routine then we, you know, we we could go back to a a weekly a weekly release cycle but until then um it'll be you know kind of a every other week deal um so uh uh anyhow uh but you know, now on to today's topic um and 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 really kind of going forward um you know Aaron and I are going to try to do something more than just you know, and, and and I don't I don't mean this in a in a pejorative sense. I don't want to say that you know we're doing oh we're just doing a Bible study. You know, we're, we're, I'm just saying that we're not gonna do like oh let's just look you know, look at Scripture just to look at Scripture. You know, we're, we're like especially and, and with all that's gone on this year and, and everything that's that's going on within our culture, especially within the context of uh, of uh, you know of the United States, but but you know just in our our Western culture as a whole. There's been a lot of uh, you know, cancel culture ideas and 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 some some far out theologies that are just and and ideologies that are just way out there that, that that are completely contradictory to what Scripture actually says. And so, um, you know, one of those things which we're going to be lo- you're looking at today the innate knowledge of God. You know that uh, you know some might call it natural law. Um, you know that you know, that you. Know, but I mean, you, we'll, we'll kind of kind of dive into that a little more here in a minute. But 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 really, just you know, the fact that you know, no one is without excuse to, you know, for for the fact that they don't. I mean, we everyone knows who, you know, that God exists or should know based on certain uh, certain things in creation that God does exist, whether they want to admit it or not. So, um, with uh, w- without further ado. Um, that, that that's kind of kind of where we're going. So so let I, I reckon we can go ahead and get get kind of started into the uh, the actual content here. Um, and so, uh, Aaron, uh, I'll uh, let you start off here with the um, the uh, innate knowledge of of God. Okay, yeah, that's a topic that I'm, uh, myself have been doing a lot of research with, or 
here lately, and I've written several papers on the topic for for school and this, that, and the other. And I, I think it's a what we're saying here isn't anything new, of course, which nothing's new because as we know that there's nothing new under the sun, and uh, so a lot of the a lot of ideas and and history are kind of like just repeated and recycled. So, but uh, this innate knowledge of God, I, I, that's what I'm calling it. I don't know exactly. Some call it like Levi said, it's a natural moral law or some kind of general revelation. Um, but uh, a lot of the Reformed theologians uh, use it and talk about it a lot, which is just, neither me or Levi are Reformed. Preach. Uh, in, in any sense, but but I'm not necessarily, I mean, if there's something's true, then it's true regardless of, of whatever you are, which I'm not, we're not Arminian either, I, I think. The, the Arminian theology leads to open theism, which is heresy, and 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 you'll be out the window. But anyway, I just this um, whole idea of this innate knowledge of God is foundational to uh, to the the main theologian that I think of as in more modern times in 20th centuries, Cornelius Van Til. So this is a lot of his stuff and his protege and student Greg Bonson really use this innate knowledge of God type of stuff to develop a apologetic or a defense of Christianity that basically instead of seeking to give evidences for Christianity or for the existence of God, they basically to understand this innate knowledge of God is it's, it's biblical and it's scriptural and we'll show you that in just a second. But it's, it's something key to understand about it is that um, the, the whole foundation for knowledge, the whole foundational thing that you have to know, and and it's certainly foundational for, for the Christian worldview is that God exists. And I know that, you know, that's been debated forever. You know, people say that no, it doesn't. Some say that they do, but we have to understand that there is absolutely no justification, and we use a fancy word, epistemological justification. That just means epistemology is the, is the study of knowledge in general. How do you know things? There's no epistemological justification for knowing anything unless you already take for granted or presuppose the existence of God. And we see that in Scripture in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, where it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, which, as we'll go into in just a minute, is saying that unless you know God, you can't know anything for certain. And, and we say that for various logical and philosophical reasons, but it's a, but anyway, we'll get to that in a minute, but I don't know if Levi, you want to say anything before we get too far along. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the whole, um, you know, innate knowledge of God. I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, your general revelation versus, um, uh, your special revelation. You know, we, you know, we've got our particular revelation, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, there's, there, there's, you know, just the existence of, of humanity you know the 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 fact that when you look out your window and you see the trees and you see the grass and you see the birds you know something in you should say hmm how did this happen how did how did this grass get here how did this you know trees and and, and this bird you know how did they all come together how do they operate how do they have life you know because you know try as they may the uh, you know, um, you know all the all the, the the botanists and the zoologists and the scientists and and any any other any other ologist out there um, that they, they you know they cannot 
um, you know, reproduce life, you know, from, you know, from, from, you know, from chemical compounds. Like there's no chemist or microbiologist or, or, or molecular biologist out there that no one out there can, can, can recreate life and, and, and recreate something that, that reproduces. I think that's an important thing to point out real quick is that there's only two ways that you can view the world. And that's through, uh, this idea. And I, don't, I hate to use isms cause I get in trouble for using isms cause no one, a lot <laughs> of people don't know what they mean, but there's naturalism, which simply that's the belief that there's nothing out there except, um, material and energy, you know, basic, there's nothing. It's just stuff, matter, energy working in the universe. And the only other option is this idea of not to sound like a sci-fi movie, but supernaturalism. Meaning there's stuff, something out there that yes, there is, you know, matter and energy, but there's also something else besides that. Right. And, um, but the key thing, the, the big thing is that this is what we have to understand is that, you know, Christian faith and science is not opposed to one another. Like Levi's talking about the botanist and these other people. And, um, you know, they're not, they're not opposed to it, but the problem is that like we're saying that, how do you, you must know something in order to, or you must know God in order to know anything else. The problem is, is that they have, there's no justification. Like for, for an example, Levi's talking about to create life is, you know, you can't do that in a laboratory. And, and one thing, one main thing is that you think, well, yes, you could create a cell possibly, but, we think about in a human person, you know, you have your body and then you also have your mind. And so you have to ask yourself, is your mind, is it a thing or is it just a chemical reaction going on in your brain? And therefore your mind really doesn't exist. And therefore you're not really thinking you're just operating, you know, synapses in the brain are firing off and you're having a thought or you, that's the problem. And in naturalism and science, there's no, there's no such thing as thought even though they act like they do and they talk about thinking and the mind and, or another thing, another example is, is the idea of love. You know, does love really exist? Well, a scientist goes home and tells his wife, you know, I love you. Good night. But the problem is, is that the, the whole worldview, this naturalism is self-defeating because there are obviously things in the world that are not, that are something different besides material and energy. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a this whole idea of what we're talking about this innate knowledge of God. You you have to. There's no other option than to than there for there to be a God. Even if you didn't believe in God, a scientist, in order for him to be uh, consistent with what he believes, he would have to have some kind of thing like God to justify any of his other beliefs. And so, and the, the thing about Christianity is that Christianity is already said all this stuff for the last 2,000 years in the Old Testament. There's also other implications about this as well. You know, our main text here today is Romans 1, 18-32, but even before that, it was presupposed that God existed since the beginning of time. Even if a scientist or somebody, a naturalist, we'll just say, doesn't believe in God, they still operate like they do, which means that even if they didn't believe in God, they'd have to come up with something to fill this hole in their thinking to give justification for anything they believe. And these are kind of concept topics. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but the thing about Christianity is that it's already, 
if you if you study the the Bible long enough, it, it tells things about you that nothing else in the world can, and that's because God wrote it. And if you look at you know, nineteen or Psalm nineteen one, you know, it says that uh, uh, you know, the, the heavens declare the glory of God; the skies above proclaims uh, His handiwork. I mean, you, you just the, the you know like you know, looking at you know, Scripture. Scripture tells us that God's existence is proclaimed by everything that is created, um, and so. Uh, you know, you know, the, the, these the, these scientists you know, that that you know try to uh, you know dismiss the idea of God you know, you know, as Aaron was saying you know, they 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 have to fill that void with something you know to give a reason for why that something was or is um, and, and so so you know, what it comes down to is that you know, if uh, if they they're 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 being intellectually dishonest with themselves when they can when they fail to produce a viable um a viable replacement for where where God should be you know, because you know God you know answers the why there is life or where we came from but all these you know scientists can do is go along and 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 throw out an idea you know, it's a theory you know, uh, insert in theory uh, theory of evolution theory the big bang theory you know whatever it may be which i you know, which you know, now there's some, some some out there that are uh saying oh well, the big bang is, is the wrong theory that we actually have you know, multiple dimensions or multiple universes uh you know, colliding with one another and that's what caused the big bang well, where did those universes come from and then you have to keep yeah. going backwards and backwards and backwards to you know, come up with more ideas as to where things came from well if you can just stop and sit down and look and say oh but god um, you know, God was the answer because you know, if 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 we look at uh, you know, uh, you know, the start of Scripture, which you know, some people will, you know, some people out there might might argue, well, why why do you keep going to Scripture? You know, who who says that Scripture is the end all be all? Well, you know that the the inerrancy and the authority of Scripture that's a topic for an entirely a topic for an entirely another day because you know that would, that would be an episode all, all in and, in and of itself, but. Um, but you know, in, in short, you know, uh, you know, we know that scripture was inspired by God. And so therefore it is the authoritative work that we must submit ourselves to. And so in Genesis one, you just, you know, just the, the, you know, the, the beginning, like the first two verses or even the first verse, it just says in the beginning, God, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, it doesn't it doesn't say you know some something created God or or it, it just assumes right from the get go in the beginning God period like God did it you know, um, and so you know from the very beginning we know that God is the one who made all things and did all things. Right, <clears throat> and as you know, like we've talked about before, they you know. In, in this in this passage uh, in Romans one eighteen through thirty two, which is foundational, I, I think, to the whole book of Romans, really, um, because, but it's also you know Paul is like we talked about is he's he, he's building off the whole Old Testament idea, and I think specifically in Genesis one through three in this in the creation story and the you know leading up to the fall, how Adam and Eve they had this you know, first hand knowledge of God, but they still rejected it, which as well, you know, there's a lot of implications from this innate knowledge of God, and and not to kind of change gears, but one big thing. This is a question that I had for a long time until I really, um, really thought about it. Was you know what happens 
especially uh, from a Southern Baptist perspective, which is what we both are, uh, you know, when we think about doing mission work and, and stuff like that, you know, some people have this idea that, you know, well, there's some guy in the backwoods over there in the Amazon who, you know, what happens if he doesn't ever hear the gospel? Right. And get saved. You know, is God going to judge him and send him to hell or is he going to, you know, just, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the other option would be, you know, because if he was allowed to go to heaven, even though he didn't have uh saving knowledge of Christ and, you know, being washed in the blood, then that would be, that would make God a liar because he said that's the only way, number one. And number two, that wouldn't be, that just wouldn't be right. But anyway, saying the whole, this, this idea, as we'll see in Romans 1 and 3, 18 and 32 is that the man in the backwoods in the Amazon, he does know enough about God today to be judged for his sins today and go to hell today, regardless of whether he ever hears the gospel. And so this is why understanding that all men know God, but they reject him uh, should lead to evangelistic and uh, mission zeal for the Christian to hurry up and spread the gospel. Because the very fact that it's, that all men are guilty, whether you've heard the name Jesus Christ or not, and so, uh, in fact, Paul says that here. I'll just go and read the passage real quick because it's important. This is Romans 1, 18 through 32. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. That, that's key there. Men suppress the truth and righteousness. And because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. It says, Verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes have been clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and the Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they know God, they did not glorify him as God, and nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts, and were darkened. In verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. We'll just stop right there real quick because I, I forgot how long the whole passage was. But I think that, as we've been kind of alluding to, the main implications here about this, you know, part of being made in the image of God, as we see that God did in, in Genesis there, is that we know God, and it's God's will for every man to know God. And so he, he makes that innate in our, in our very creation. But the key here, again, is that although we know God, we are suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And uh, in verse 19, Paul clearly makes it said that it says, because what we may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. And so I, I think it's fairly clear that, and remember, and, and it's also important to know that Paul is writing this to the church in Rome, and Rome is <clears throat> what I assume I think will be something like America is today in the sense that it's a superpower. There's uh, lots of quote-unquote cultural diversity. There are people from all the parts of the world. There's uh, lots of uh, pagan religions and ideologies and things like that. And so, uh, you know, he's speaking to these few Christians in Rome, you know, and most of them are Jewish Christians for that matter, I, I, I think, you know, historically speaking, in the in the first century when he's writing, he's, he's basically laying the groundwork for telling them why you need the gospel because all men 
know and have rejected it. Therefore, they're all under the judgment of sin. You know, the, um, you're talking about, um, you know, you know, you're be, being, um, you know, being made in the image of God, you know, you just you know, give reference to that passage. Yes, you know, Genesis one, uh, starting verse twenty six, it says, "Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male and female He created created them. Um, and notice it says male and female, and not you know some um, some spectrum of uh, of genders. That that spectrum is man made and does not exist. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, if you want to follow the you know if you want to you know, follow the science as as we keep hearing you know science science science, um, you know look at the chromosomes. You have a X chromosome and a Y chromosome. If you have two X's, you're a girl. If you have an X and a Y, you're a boy. Um, with, of course, that you know, there is a, a third option that is that is not a that is a mutation more than an option. It's a you know, and so you know, mutations are things that occur that are not right or, or that are that are more of a genetic mistake, um, and that and and that you know, that 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 occurs whenever you have uh, uh, you know what's referred to as a uh, transvestite or whatever you have a, you have an X, um, it's like a uh, XXY or like a like a little you know, a little bit of a a, a a third a third chromosome that shouldn't be there. Um, and you know that happens. I mean, with a, uh, I think it's like one in a hundred thousand, or or maybe, I think it's I think it's like one in a hundred thousand. I think is is the ratio, or at least it used to be. I don't know what it is now, but, anyways, all that to say that uh, you know, we we were each created in the image of God, um, and so we like we ourselves are a testament or a testimony to God, uh, being in existence, um, and then there's another passage in. Uh, in Psalm uh, 14, it says, uh, Psalm 14, 1, you know, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Um, you know, the rest of the rest of the verse, you know, you know, it says, you know, they are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. And and, and we know that's true because the only one who, who does good is God, because we humans in and of ourselves are not good. We are we you know, think of our of only of ourselves and. Uh, and 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 that's only only after having um, you know, having to to force ourselves to think of others, you know, because you know, we always want to think of our uh, of our own interests. And even when we think of others, oftentimes uh, and try to do do for others, a lot of times it's you know, selfishly you know we're doing for them so that we can benefit from from that person at a later time. A lot of times, but anyways. Um, well, I was going to say in the context you're talking about the the um, I guess different genders and you know the corruptible nature of man and you know this that and the other and talking about science i think paul speaks directly to that in the it's 20 verse 22 and in, in verse in chapter one through uh by 26 or so yeah paul says professing to be wise they became fools you know you think about some of the smartest people on the planet today like the academic the academics the uh university professors you know they're supposed to be the wise people Yet they are, most of the time, they are uh, directly rejecting the idea of God at all, and therefore they reject everything about his rules for his creation and any type of uh, morality that is based off God's law, even though they, the wise man obviously 
chooses God and, and follows God. But here they profess to be wise and they became fools and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man and bird and birds and four footed animals and creeping things. And so we, we think about that in the old Testament and even up until today, that's why I say nothing new under the sun. There was idol worship. You think about the Egyptian gods, you know, most of them were like half man, half alligator, you know, half, you know, they're changing, you know, we, the mankind is made in the image of God and, and, um, and just the very fact that we have logic and reason that we have dominion over the earth, that we, um, uh, walk upright. That's, that's a big deal that no other animal walks up. upright. Maybe except a penguin, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is here is that, you know, even though, uh, mankind is, is very different than anything else on earth, um, we still have corrupted the image of God and, and challenged God's wisdom and challenged God's design to basically worship, you know, at least in human history to worship animals and worship these half thing, half breeds of God, instead of just worshiping God and himself. And there in 24, it says, therefore, because of all that God also gave them up to the uncleanliness and lust of their hearts uh, to dishonor their bodies among themselves to exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And again, here, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even the woman exchanged the, the natural use uh, for what was against nature. Likewise, the men also leaving the natural use of the woman and burning lust for one another, and men with women committing what is shameful and receiving to themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to the debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. So I think you see here a a different steps of degradation of of, of humanity. I think and I think we see that in in the course of human history. You know, you think in the very beginning, Adam and Eve they knew God, they knew Him as God, they worshipped Him as God, and they and and so on and so forth. And at the fall, they basically challenged God, and and you know Satan said, "Well, did God really say this? Is God really going to kill you if you eat this fruit?" And then, so thinking for themselves instead of understanding what the knowledge of God they already had, they chose what Satan said. So then they ate the fruit and they fell from grace with God. And then, over the course of human history, we see all this different idol worship and the corruption of the image of God, which is man, and worshiping. Uh, other creatures and talking about worshiping the creature instead of the creator, which is pretty backwards. And finally it ends up with what you have today, which is modern day humanism, which is another ism, but basically understanding that man is the chief uh, point of, you know, everything is measured up to man in the world. You know, humanism is the idea that the greatest end of, of man is to, for man to be happy and, um, you know, it's basically human worship. You know, we worship ourselves. And so that's how far this debased mind is that God has darkened our hearts because of these sins. So, And, you, you know, all, all this, this, you know, humanism you know, leads to, you know, pride. And pride, you know, you know like, you know, uh, was it uh, uh, a haughty spirit uh, goes before the uh, before destruction and then pride before the fall? Yes, yeah, so it's instead of doing the what 
the the thing that we already know is right that's that's intrinsically built into human nature uh because we we, we have to make a this is this is a little anthropology here you have to make a distinction. People say that, oh, we're all sinners. You know, we just keep sinning. You know, that's just part of it. But we have to understand that sin is not intrinsically part of the nature of man. And I, when, I, when I say that, I mean, God did not make man with sin being part of his nature and, and being part of his, his design. Because if he did, and when God created everything, he said, that everything was good, and therefore he would have, God would have been the author of sin, and also um, could be responsible. If if God made Adam to sin, then God couldn't judge him. But the, the key thing we have to understand is that man has rejected God because of pride and his other things, and he sinned by himself. And so, in, in the modern, in your own personal context, uh, sin must be rejected. And in, the biggest thing is it can be rejected. Because it's not part of who you are, except that now we have this the uh, the propensity or the desire to do it, but that's not part of God's designed man, I guess as you'd say. Right. Miller Erickson has an excellent section in his chapter on anthropology on that. But. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, for 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 those who who want to know the 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 Millard Erickson that Aaron is referring to is the author of um, Christian theology. It's a rather sizable volume, uh, some eleven hundred something pages, um, but it's it's a, a, a very very good volume. I'll uh, uh, leave a um, a link in the descri- in the in the uh, uh, the description, um, or the, I guess the the show notes. I guess I should say uh, if for for you to follow uh, if you have any interest in in uh, in checking out the book. Um, yeah, because it's definitely a definitely a uh, a sizable but a, a a worthy read if you want to uh, deepen your under, your understanding of of uh, Christian theology uh, you know, from a like a, a uh, kind of a, a thousand foot view, you know, kind of or, or thirty thousand foot view, viewing everything about it, not necessarily diving into one topic, but um, but you know, t- talking about um, you know that that uh humanism you know the you know, and and the results of humanism you know the, those really you know come into play here at the very end of chapter 1 in Romans you know, it, you know the the results of all of that you know, being given over to, to the debased mind and everything starting in verse 29 says uh they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness malice they are full of envy murder strife deceit maliciousness they are gossips slanderers haters of god insolent haughty boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to do those or to those who practice them. I mean, if that does not encapsulate everything that we see today in in, in our society, you know, I mean... Yeah, people go out of their way to invent new ways of doing bad things. I mean that that yeah. that, that is how how depraved and corrupt our society has become. Um, and so it's just a, uh, I mean, and, and and they even go around trying to approve, like give approval to those who make up these new ways of doing bad things. Um, you know, you look look you know, look at the. Uh, uh, everything that's going on today with this, this, um, you know, or I, I guess you know, ever since 2015, it's really gone into into like overdrive. But 
the whole uh, transgenderism, uh, which you know uh, John John Hopkins uh, you know, University uh, they 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 classify they still to this day classify uh, transgenderism as gender dysphoria. You know the prefix dis means that it is something that is not good. That is it is a uh, it is a you know, a, a disease or a disorder of the mind, um, and so um, you, you, that again, you know, they're given over into the into the the debased their debased minds, um, and so all all, you know, all, all I'm, I'm getting at here is the fact that you know uh, you know our, our our society today is 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 you know going through and 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 approving and and uh, and even encouraging. You know, flawed, flawed ideologies and flawed thought processes, just for the you know, just for the purpose of of you know you know comforting someone's feelings. You know, I, um, I'm sorry to break it to you, Snowflake. Your feelings don't matter. You know, truth is what matters. You know, you you, you may think that you are you know that you're a woman, but you're a man. I I, I, I can go ahead and promise you that. Or, or vice versa, you know, you know, if you're going to go get a, you know, get a DNA test, it will show this man who thinks he's a woman is still a man, regardless of what uh, any, 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 any uh, 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 external surgery may do, you will still remain a man or you will still remain a woman. Uh, it doesn't change anything. Um, and so, um, you know, we, we, we all know, again, from the beginning that we that, that there is a god and that we were we and, and that we were a created being i think it's interesting on that topic you're talking about the transgenderism or gender dysphoria it's, it's funny because all like uh, the the liberal side and i don't mean that just liberally politically but liberally um liberal theology or whatever you want to call it was <clears throat> gonna, gonna say that gender is just some kind of social construct Meaning, they say that gender is just something that society's made up over time to put people in boxes and blah blah blah. But the funny thing is that they want to change or this transgenderism. They want to change it from being, uh, you know, they want to change their gender because they don't they feel like they're a man that's in a woman's body or something like that. But the funny thing is that. They, they just told us that gender is a social construct, which means is from their own definition of gender, gender is not even real. And so they're wanting to be something that's not even real. Right. But, but it's the very fact that, you know, that's absurdity, but the reason the very fact that gender is real, while we all know it's real is because, you know, it's God ordained and God designed and he made it that way. And so we know it's not a gender construct because it's from the very beginning. And even the people the transgender people, they know that gender is real because they want to be another gender. They don't want, they don't say, well, I just want to change my social construct that I identify as, you know, they want to change their gender. And, uh, but anyway, I just say that that whole idea of gender as a social construct is self-refuting. And, um, but anyway, but I was going to bring up an, another side thing or another book suggestion that I've read. And some other arguments for this idea of that all people—I guess it's morality, a uh, natural moral law—is this idea that all people know what's right from wrong. Yet that doesn't mean they always do what's right or wrong, but they still know what's right or wrong. 
Right. And it's a J, J Bud. Is this is the whiskey? I don't even know how you say it. I, I think it's uh, um, uh, Bud Zizuski. I think it's what it is, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that sounds good. It's a very Polish name. Yeah. Yeah, he's a professor of government and philosophy at the University of Texas, but he wrote a book called uh, "What We Can't Not Know." And the link will be in the, uh, in the in the uh, in the the show notes too. Just so we you can actually know what book we're talking about, not that we're just mispronouncing people's names. Right. Yeah, he's a he is a Christian, um, but he's not at a seminary. Like I say, he's at the University of Texas at a secular university, and he teaches in the realm of government and philosophy. But anyway, in this in this book, he's making the argument for uh, this understanding of all people have this natural moral law and how that, um, you know, there's just certain things we can't not know, just like the title says, and how that affects the way we treat one another. And, he, and he's kind of approaching it from this government standpoint, you know. And uh, me and Levi have been talking about this for a long time, about uh, this idea of natural moral law. This is This is what the founders of, this country have uh, designed the constitution around is by these, you know, they talk about your God given rights or your uh, inalienable rights or alienable rights, excuse me. And, um, but anyway, a, a, a simple argument that, that he does make is basically this idea. People will say that there's another ism for everybody, moral relativism, which just means that people, people will say, you know, well, what's true for you, for you ain't true or for me or, you know, well, that, that, uh, your morals are just, you know, that's fine if you want to be a Christian and have these morals based on the Bible. But for me, those just don't work for me. So I'm just going to have some other kind of morals. So the reason why we know that's not true is because, for instance, you can ask a man walking down the street, you can ask him, like, uh, well, what do you think about adultery? You know, what, or what do you think about uh, extramarital sex or something like that? And he'll say, well, well, you know, just uh, whatever makes somebody happy, you know, that's fine with me. You know, they can do that. But then, you know, you turn around and ask the man, you know, well, I'm glad you feel that way because I've been having an affair with your wife for the last couple of years. And, of course, his, his tune will change because uh, you know, he's going to be, you know, the natural human instinct is to be jealous and to uh, be mad that, you know, your wife's having an affair because obviously that's uh, not the way things are supposed to work. And so, but you know, the Christian perfects, or, uh, Christian position is to our biblical positions. You know, it's against adultery, it's against murder, it's against lying, it's against all these you know the Ten Commandments. And anyway, in this book, he's making the argument that all people, and historically speaking, most all societies that have ever, you know, that that can be studied, all, you know, all humans think killing is wrong. Whether they follow that or not is is different, because you can look at Adolf Hitler and and uh, and the Holocaust and see that well, obviously he liked killing, but at the same time, if you wanted to kill his people, then he would think that it was wrong, you know. So it's all it's still wrong, but people have the right ideas about what's right and wrong, but they have the many times they have their misguided. Uh, I can't think of the word for it. Heteropraxis, I'm wanting to say, but a different practices about actually fulfilling what they know is right or wrong. Yeah, well, and 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 you know the the whole um, like yeah, it, it, if we kind of you know j- jump ahead and and Romans to um you know, to Romans uh two uh fourteen through fifteen, 
um, you know, it, it kind of talks about the idea of, uh, you know, I guess you continuing with, you know, with, with natural law that says here, starting verse 14, um, you know, for when Gentiles who do not have the law, that is, you know, the law of God, uh, that was given, given by Moses or given by God to Moses for when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature, do what the law requires. They are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So um, you know, th- th- this whole idea here is that uh, you know, men and Men and women and children all across the globe, when they do what the law naturally requires or already requires, they are naturally becoming a law unto themselves. They are doing what is innately built into them as right and wrong. And so by doing so, they themselves become the law. And so they are, again, without excuse for their sin. Um, And so... it uh yeah a uh, uh it kind of you know, go, going back to the, the uh, earlier idea we were talking about about you know, general revelation uh there there was a uh, an um what's this, what's it called a a missionary to uh to Ecuador uh back in the I think it was the 60s or maybe it was the 70s uh, I can't remember the exact time frame but anyhow his name was um uh, Jim Elliot he was a a, a missionary trying to uh, trying to uh, evangelize the um, the and I'm probably gonna butcher this name uh, who are who people uh, in Ecuador and uh, you know, he was you know, uh, uh, eventually you know killed uh, by those people uh, before he even had the opportunity really to, uh, to 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 minister to them but then his his wife and son stayed you know, stayed there and remained there with those people and 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 continued to minister to, th- to them even after uh even after his death um it was brought about by those people and ended up leading to the salvation of the man who actually ki- like who actually killed the husband uh or, or who killed Jim Elliot you know the, the wife and the son you know, led that man to Christ as well as the rest of the tribe but anyhow um what 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 I was getting at though is is the the innate knowledge of God you know this this tribe you know, that they had looked at everything in 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 um in nature that they had seen and they had come to the conclusion that there was that there was one god uh and and whenever someone died the uh, it was calling uh, it was called uh, uh jumping uh, jumping the great boa you know they had to uh which if i'm remembering rightly basically you know the the you know because you know, they were very very much a a warrior you know warlike people uh and so the the uh the whoever whoever was dying would would you know you know leap off this like you know, in the spirit realm would leap off this 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 uh you know uh precipice and you know, with, with a spear to approach this this you know, this big uh snake kind of deal and then they'd um you know basically this you know it would end up embracing them and rather than killing them or whatever and so and so then they would you know, kind of cross over into into paradise and and that was that was their understanding of how things worked but then you know, of course, you know, uh, which I, I may be presenting that in the wrong way, but I, I'm fairly confident that, that that's the right way, that that's how, how, I, how it was. But anyways, long and short is, 
they 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 had a already had a uh, a, a monotheistic worldview to begin with just from their observations of of the of the real world um and then you know once once uh um you know once you know the the, the son and the, and the wife you know uh you know explained their monotheistic worldview through Christ through a biblical worldview you know they they then understood and accepted that um over time so um you know but you had um, had had the son and daughter uh, not or sorry, excuse me the, had the son and wife not um, continued to to minister to those people they likely would not have been saved. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's, I think I, I watched a it may have been a documentary or a short documentary about that. So that's um yeah that's that's real mission work there. Not saying that other mission work isn't, but that's I mean that's being convicted about what you believe for sure. All right. Well, um, you know, just, just kind of, uh, you know, br- bring us here, here to a close. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's very apparent, um, you know, that, that God exists, you know, j- just from, you know, from nature, uh, and especially from what scripture says, of course, um, you know, so, so, some may not, um, uh, some may not, may not agree, um, but you know that that is uh that that that's going to come come between you know come down to you being something between you and god i mean you, you you've got to settle that 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 uh that disagreement on your own you know with god um and of course uh you know uh, aaron and i are all are, <clears throat> are always um you know, open to having uh you know, questions submitted to us uh or 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 you know counter arguments or whatever uh you know if you go to all and uh and and go to the contact page you can uh, you know, fill it, fill out the contact form there and, uh, and it'll, it'll go straight to our inbox and, uh, and we'll see, see it and, and, and we can, you know, address it here on the show. Um, but, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, do you have anything to, to say before we close out? Yeah, I was going to make my closing argument for this whole thing. We've been talking about this idea that all men know of God is <clears throat> the, the general argument is that, Basically, uh, and I've told this to, to a lot of people, and and, and it's, a, it's something you can use too if you're, you know, dealing with what I was talking about, uh, cultural or moral relativism, or you know, atheist or whatever like that. Basically, if if God doesn't exist, then who cares? And what I what I mean by that is that if there is no God, there 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 can be no right or wrong or good or bad or anything like that. You know, if a you know, most people in all religions, and I, I think part of the backstory about that story you were just telling about the about the mission group is that somehow or another, there's some kind of miscommunication or something that the man who killed that missionary that you're talking about, I think that he thought that that man, the missionary, had raped his daughter or something like that, or his sister. So there's some kind of mess up in, in the translation or something that got like that. And so of course, well, the 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 tribesman he was mad because uh, his sister was raped. But the thing is, you have to ask yourself: if there is no God, then is a rape bad? And there's no reason to say that it is bad if there is no God, because it's it's God Himself that gives mankind meaning or gives anything meaning. Because if if not, you know, if evolution and naturalism is true that all there is is just you know material and energy, then that essentially means that we're just stardust hitting on stardust and you know there's there's no 
saying without God, there is no meaning at all. But the, the very fact that we all know that there is meaning, that we, we know there are right, wrong, good, and bad, is an argument that we all have this innate knowledge of God. And so basically, the, 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 my closing thing would be to re- remember when you know, in, in, in the present culture, Christians are all the time getting caught up in these debates about morality, and and uh, you know a lot of people will say that the uh, like Richard Dawkins or the uh, I can't remember his name, but he's a, a debater, an atheist debater who was all the time saying that that Christians were evil and they have done all these bad things. But the thing is, is that the universe doesn't care about your feelings. The universe doesn't care about anything if that's all there is. But the good news is that there is. A God, and there is, He did send His Son Jesus Christ to die for our sins, to reconcile all of us to Himself. And just like Paul told uh, us in Corinthians, he, he told the Corinthian church, He said that if if the Christian doesn't have Christ, or the Christian, if, if Jesus Christ didn't raise from the dead, then Paul himself, and including everyone else, is a man to be most pitied. But the fact that Christ didn't rise again is the reason why we can all have. Not only hope, but we have meaning, we have purpose, and we all have uh, value. Every every person has value. So, as, as we'll see in our in our culture right now, when you rip God out of society, you have officially ripped out any the very foundation, the very source for uh, morality of of any kind. Uh, and and so anyway, and so if in the atheist trajectory that we're going presently in the United States is you will uh, continue to see, like I've I, I told this people before, and I'm trying to hurry up and, and, be, and be quiet, but people talk about human rights, civil rights, all these rights, but if there is no God, you have no rights, you know? Uh, so just remember that. And, and, uh, anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, well, and you know, speaking of rights, I'll I'll make a uh, a plug for the um the um, the Amir Kaner show. Uh, yeah, it's a, another it's a, a a live broadcast radio program. Uh, yeah, every every Tuesday night. Um, I can't remember the time. I want to say it's seven Eastern. Um, but anyhow, uh, uh, it's also available in, in podcast form on on, on you, know, you know, any any of your favorite podcast uh, podcast catchers. But anyhow, um. You know, he 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 was talking this uh, this past week or this past Sunday uh, about you know uh, the uh, inalienable rights of someone and and you know to be inalienable means to be that it, that it cannot be separated you know, by any person. Uh, you know, it is a right that is innate to you, given to you by the one true God. Um, and so uh, you know you know, uh, it, it, if uh, you know, anyone wants to to check out a a, a very very uh, um, powerful uh, Christian speaker, Christian man, uh, president of Truett McConnell, Truett McConnell University. Uh, he's you know, that's the uh, the school that I that I went to for my undergraduate work. Um, he's the president there, and and, and uh, he's a uh, he has a a great testimony uh, himself for his own conversion to to Christianity from Islam. But anyhow, um, you, you know, you, we we all know that that there is. There is a God. Um, you, you know, the universe proclaims it uh, at the top of its lungs. You know, just just the fact that creation is there, and so um, you know, we we will continue our our uh, uh, our counterculture analysis 
um, you know, in, in the uh, in, in the coming episodes. Um, you know, as I said before uh, earlier in this episode, we, we will we're going to be trying to do a uh, you know a, a every other week uh, release cycle for now. Um, and, and and of course, you know, please you know uh, uh, you know, you know, write in uh, on on the uh, allthemore.com on the contact page. Uh, you know, give us some questions or suggestions of, of topics. Um, you know, follow us on on Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, at all the more. Um, both uh, both Aaron and I are on are on Twitter. Aaron is far more active than I am on Twitter. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I'm uh, at Levi H Moore, and Aaron is um, Aaron the you know M zero zero R E. You just have to put in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I mean, all, all these links are in the show notes too. Um, but uh, but anyhow, so. So, so, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, you can follow us both on Twitter, um, uh, you know, we're both, both on Facebook with the same, same names. Um, but again, you, you, tw- Twitter is definitely, you know, where, where you know, the most activity happens, uh, and, and, and same with the, with, with the, the, the podcast itself is also on Facebook, you know, at all the more. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you know, until our, until our, our, our next, next episode here and, and, uh, uh, in two weeks, um, uh, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. for listening to the all the more podcast if you like what you have heard or are interested in other related content head on over to all the more.com that's all the more with two o's.com don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on apple podcasts stitcher or your other favorite podcasting app like pocket casts until next time keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more